0: With Tavion Thomas's status questionable for Thursday's game, which Utah running back is in for the majority of the carries and which other Utah Utes are in for big performances versus the Washington State Cougars? We're talking about it on today's Locked on Utes.
1: You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On YouTube your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. We'd love to interact with you guys in the comments, on social media, as well as in the YouTube comments as well. I'd also like to thank the title sponsor of today's episode, LinkedIn Jobs. Thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Terms and conditions may apply. My name is JT Wisterzill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department on today's show. We're going to be going over the running back situation for the Utes heading into this sh- technically a short week. It's Thursday's game as Cole Bagley joins the show with us. Appreciate you stopping by, Cole. And this Utah team is in an interesting position, right? You come off the high of a huge win against the USC Trojans and you have a bye week. So we haven't really heard much from the team in a while. We've spoke to Kyle Whittingham twice, but both times were pretty brief in general and just haven't really gotten much from him. And the biggest thing we haven't gotten a lot from him about is this whole Tavian Thomas situation, and he's been tweeting a lot of cryptic things. There was a video of him, as we talked about on the show last week, of him leaving the field right as just the final whistle, final buzzer, whatever you want to call it, the Clock hit zero against USC. His pads were already off as well. And you just heard coach Whittingham just kind of continue to say no comment about his status for this upcoming game as well. And mentioned the continued cryptic tweet. So at the moment, I would be very surprised if Tavion Thomas plays in this Thursday's game. We'll wait and see. We're not inside the locker room. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's our job to cover all the bases. And for this Utah team. I do think, even though he's, we've been heard about like he's been dealing with some injury stuff and we talked about the cramping stuff early on in the year as well, I think when you're talking about a guy in Makai Bernard, I do feel like he's the guy, the first guy that came out of Coach Witt's mouth when he was asked about the running back room the Monday after the USC game. I feel like Makai's in for majority of the carries. And in fact, if we're going to divvy this up in percentage-wise, I think Makai Bernard is going to get, I'll go six, I'm not I'm not going to math as well, so Cole, you got to keep track if I miss up the percentages of this year. But I think Makai is going to get I'll go 60% of the carries will go for Makai. I think about 30 of them will go to Jalen Glover, and I think we'll see one or two for Jaquindon Jackson. I think that is how the running back workload is going to shake out in this Thursday's game because at the moment, as I said, I just don't see Tavion playing based on what's been going on and the couple of quotes we have gotten because, simply put, if everything was fine, Coach Witt doesn't say no comment about a lot of these issues involving the running back room and Tavion.
1: Yeah, things are things are still weird. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I feel bad for the guy he's had. Yes. You know, some some tough personal stuff going
0: yeah, on. All the best of luck for him with everything he's going yeah. on, losing his aunt, all of that one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, this you know some media people like to see, you know, these guys fail when you know they're going you know, regardless of what they're going through. And, you know, that's that's not I don't I don't like to be that way. I, I wish it's in not the past I hope that he's it's not yeah, all. I, I hope he's I hope he's doing well, and yeah. I hope he's you know overcoming you know the difficult trials. Uh, I,
0: hope I hope he's he, out there Thursday. I really do.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, there's still a ball game to be played, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I agree with you. You know, from things that I'm that I've I've heard, and um, you know, just kind of my expectations is we might see something similar to the Arizona State situation. Um, you know, where somebody else comes out and starts. Yep. You know, gets majority of carries. Maybe Tavion gets a few. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I'd be surprised if we see uh, a whole lot, if any, um, from Tavion on, on Thursday. Just uh, things are weird. And, you know, the whole USC situation and, um, you know, yeah, some of those cryptic tweets that he was putting out, I think Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, he tweeted a whole bunch of things in a row, um, you know, just talking about overcoming things and staying the course and, you know, um, that kind of stuff. So as far as I know, he's still – with the program and whatnot. But I think yeah. there's still some inner, uh, you know, some things, some disciplinary actions that are that are being carried out. Um, and I don't expect to see much of Tavion on Thursday. Um, it's just too bad because, you know, yeah. we all know how good of a back he is and how experienced no. he is and how much trouble, um, you know, he can cause for opposing yes. defenses. Um, but, yeah, I think we'll see a good amount from McKay. Um, from what I know, we're going to see quite a bit of Jalen Glover. Um, I might even go 50 40, 10. Okay. Um, I like you that. know, and, and I think the situations that we see Makai in the field, it's going to be, you know, some more pass opportunities. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll go maybe 50 40. Um, you know, Makai, Jalen, and then, yeah, I think we'll see JJ get a few. Um, and, th- and that's all if, if everything goes according to plan, right? I and mean, yes. we know that, that this offense goes with the guy that's, um, you know, playing well. And, you know, let's say Jalen comes out and has a great game, you know, those. He'll start to see more carries, or you know, Mackay comes out and does the same thing, or heck, you know, if he like comes out, Western. right, right. So um, that's my, you know, I'd say I'm about on the same page as far as expectations with you, and and hopefully they get it together. Um, not that it's a, not that it's like, oh man, the running backs are having a disaster season, but oh, it's 100%. it's pretty well below the bar that uh, Utah fans have come to expect out of the backfield.
0: Well, coming into the year, the whole talk was we just need to add that explosive element and then we're a complete offense. And last week, you see the explosive element, but then the running game isn't really much of a threat as well. So that's what's disappointing is you just you want to try and be a complete offense. And this Utah team has proven they can win if they can't establish the run. They did it against the seventh ranked team in the country, but it's a lot harder to do that as well on the road, I'll say. So I think that's why we're all hoping that they can do that and establish the run going forward. And another huge factor of Utah's running game, of course, will be Cam Rising, who's been absolutely phenomenal running the football this season. Every short yardage situation of recent, they have turned to Cam to get it done because it's so nice to have basically just that running back be an extra blocker and Cam be able to fight and get those extra yards because he is so hard to bring down. He never gets dragged down for For whatever reason. I don't
1: know why he's so hard to get to. He's not wicked fast. He's not not like a physical freak. (laughs) Right. Like he's not Cam Newton. Right. But no, but. But for whatever reason, the dude can move the chains and yeah. score touchdowns with his feet. And he showed it week in and week out. So, yeah, it's you love to see it. I can't quite figure it out, but I'm yeah. just glad it's happening.
0: No, he's definitely one of those deceptively strong guys as well because you see him go on the field. I think you walk into the weight room, like let's say you're at LA Fitness or something like that. You walk in and you look at Cam Rising and you're not like that intimidated by him at the gym. But then all of a sudden you see him, all those 45s he's throwing on the leg press machine and you're like, okay, Cam, that, that's the kind of guy I feel like Cam Rising is as well. And I feel like his teammates would agree with that too. And you brought up a really interesting uh, point as well. Just talk about how this Utah team rides the hot hand because we saw that last week with Makai Bernard, and maybe that will be Makai Bernard again this week as well. As we talked about as well, struggled with some of the cramping things too. So it's just going to be interesting to see. And just in general, Coach Whittingham on Monday was very coy about the entirety of his running back room. So I am just really curious how this is all going to shake out. But the guy I'm most interested in talking about when it comes to this running back room right now is a guy you're very familiar with, and Jalen Glover. You know, Jalen against Air- we saw against Florida didn't get any carries as well, but then. Did- Southern Utah had a really good game as well. That's had a couple other nice performances as well um, against Arizona state as well. I still thought he played well. I thought there were just a couple times he missed holes. I mean, he's only a freshman trying to start for a team that's yeah. trying to compete for a PAC 12 championship. That's incredibly difficult, but you still see the flashes and the moments and the plays that mm-hmm. just make him what a lot of people think he he's the future of this Utah offense. I'm included in that as well. I think he's going to be an incredible back with the bye week under his belt. I think he's in for a really good game. As you talked about as well, I think this is going to be a chance for him to have a hundred yards rushing potential. Depending on how this Utah running game goes, or I'll say even this, maybe not even 100 yards rushing, but a couple really memorable runs that have Utah at the end of the season when they're cutting up the Jalen Glover highlight film, the very first plays we could see, I really think could start with this Washington State game.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I I love watching Jalen play. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I think he's
1: done a fantastic job with the reps he's been given. Has it been overly flashy? No. Has it been? Mm -hmm. You know, big chunks, no. But he's been so close so many times. You know, there's there's several plays. You know, there's a couple against SU. There's a couple against Arizona State where, you know, if he just gets past one more defender or, you know, if he has an extra step or he, you know, he, he's just – he's so close um, to getting to that point where he's going to be really tough to track down. And the fact that he's only a freshman is great. I, I feel like some people are just holding him to this standard like he's almost – like if, as if he's a sophomore a true or if he's, he's not just, like a, yeah,
0: like, or a junior to like red shirt, exactly.
1: like you're true. Freshman. Right. Like this is a kid that just yes. got to the college level and he has, in, in my opinion, he has exceeded expectations and his time is coming. And yeah, I, I hope to see some awesome flashes from him um, on Thursday. And I, and I think the opportunity is going to be there. Like I said, I, I think, you know, I would be surprised if we see 30%, but I think it's going to be somewhere between that 30, 40% uh, of the carries, especially with, you know, just how they utilize Makai. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Jalen can do. And, you know, guys, he just needs a little more time. Mm -hmm. He just needs to continue um, learning the offense, you know, uh, acclimating to the college level. He's just, he's close. You know what? Pay close attention to him on Thursday. And, you will see glimpses of greatness and you will see just how close he is to just being an absolutely relentless running back. Who's going to tear it up, you know, moving forward.
0: Yeah. And I think there's so many NFL guys I think of that when their first year of college, looking ahead to the NFL draft. We didn't have them in like the first round conversation. And the reason for that is for, let's say I go back to a guy like Quinton Williams, who's really tearing up with the New York Jets this season. He was a guy his first year with Alabama. I believe he redshirted or just wasn't even really a factor his first two seasons. Then he explodes on the scene the third years. What changed? He was in the program, in the system, developed, got better, got bigger, got stronger. I think that's what's going to happen with Jalen Glover. all those things. You're just going to see his game continue to grow and get better. There's a reason guys like Clark Phillips, uh, Derek Stingley Jr. is a guy who's also like burst down the scene. K on Thibodeau. like Those guys are so incredibly rare as well. And I'll even throw in Thibodeau. He didn't come on until the end of the season, really, which is something Jalen still has a chance to do as well. So you got to stay patient with these guys, and you always see those freshmen make those big strides as the season goes along. So you got to be excited about this Utah team, and I'm excited to see what this running back room can do. But we're going to talk about what other players on offense really have a chance to break out in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100 hundred percent certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free go add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you're hiring guys i use linkedin all the time to be able to network with friends as well as getting potential connections as well trying to network and just find those different business opportunities linkedin is one of the largest job network sites you will find it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Also with LinkedIn jobs, they help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions may apply. There's a reason no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs. Intercap gets deals done. Quick and simple process. Intercap closes loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process. And that is what Lockdown's personal loan officer, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Lockdown listeners so far, including Lockdown's founder, David Locke. And let's be honest, if Steve can help keep David on track through the entire process. Steve can help anyone. And though InterCap is new to the Lockdown News podcast, it's been assisting customers with all their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 43 years of experience. And Steve Carter has been providing Lockdown listeners with the best experience since 2018. InterCap is headquartered here in Utah, but licensed to help with all your mortgage needs in 40 states. Give Steve a call. His direct number is 385-885-28. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. NMLS number is 190465. So give Steve a call or visit www.intercaplending.com. So make sure you guys head over and check out Steve. He'll do a great job assisting you and getting you guys set up. When we're talking about this Utah offense and who else I think is in for a big performance, I know it's boring. But I think Cam Rising is going to continue to ball out against this Washington State defense. And I know this Washington State defense does some really nice things as well. And I'm going to talk about the offensive line in a little bit too, because I think they're a group I'm really excited to see as well, as this is a Cougars team that comes into this game with 20 sacks on the season. And we saw how well they did against USC. There's still a little uncertainty there at the guard spot. But either way, I just think when we look at what happened with Cam against USC, I just really think that's only things are only going to continue to go up and continue to be that level of play. I think the offense trusts him, and I, I think Andy Ludwig trusts him to open up the offense. It's getting more creative right now. I think they're back to having fun, spreading the ball out. Guys like Money Parks are going to continue to pop. Jalen Dixon's going to continue to make plays, and of course, Dalton's going to continue to feast, as will Devon Vele. also expect to see Solomon Enos get a little more involved in this offense as well. But as we're talking about just a big game in general, I think Cam's in for a monster one, and I think the specific guys will once again be Devon and Dalton with the other guys kind of sprinkled in and doing some nice things, catches, passes on the outside. I do expect this Utah team to throw the ball in this game still more than they run it. I would love to be pleasantly surprised, but I think they trust cam the most right now. And I definitely trust cam to be able to step up and deliver those big time throws. And I'm hoping this is one of those games where it was a lot like last year cam played great and it wasn't close late. I'd rather it not be a situation like it was versus USC where cam played great and needed to continue to play great. Every single drive for Utah to still have a chance to even be in this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, cam's going to get his right. Yep. I mean, that's just, that's what we expect from him. That's where he's at. That's the type of quarterback he is every single week, you know, Rising is going to get his. He's going to go for, you know, probably around three, you know, 250, 300 plus. You know, I mean, he's that's just the type of player that he is um, at this point in his collegiate career, um, especially against this Washington State defense who's allowing almost a thousand more yards through the air than they are on the ground. So even um, even if the running backs have a decent day. I still expect Utah to keep passing the football because not only is it working against everybody else, but um, you know that's—I wouldn't say the Achilles' heel of of the Cougar defense, but you know when you're giving up almost twice as many yards through the air as you are um, Hmm. on the ground, you're going to exploit that. You know, it's at at this point in the season, it's pretty obvious to you know how teams are going to go after other teams. Um, It will be interesting to see, though. How does Washington State defend Dalton Kincaid? You know, yeah. because they just learned <laughs> from USC that's a dude that is going to go super high off the draft board next year um, in the NFL draft. And you know, if you're not paying attention to him, he can easily go for 150 plus. I mean, he did like two 200, what 234 yards against the Trojans. Sounds um, like that's ridiculous. All I know so, is he's I I still think Dalton's going to get maybe 60 to 100 yards, maybe a touchdown. I don't think we're going to see the production that that we saw against USC, just because I think think he's, you know, if you're circling targets, you know, you realize, okay, Utah's going to come in here and pass. Dalton Kikade is circled as big as possible with about 15 circles, you know, going around with that Sharpie. Like, you, you are going to do everything you can to stop him. And so for me, I think the wide receivers are going to have a lot more opportunities. I hope to see Devon Bailey go for 100 yards plus. I know,
0: that'd be awesome.
1: I want to see, you know, Solomon Ines get 50, you know, 50 plus yards. Maybe okay. Money Parks gets two to three receptions. Uh, maybe we see a little bit more from Mackay Cope. So for me, I, I think it's, I, I expect, I expect, I expect a lot of opportunity for the receivers um, going in this week. You know, Dalton... Has, yeah, he, he's going to get still, you know, I think a decent amount, but he, he's establishes himself as a post dangerous target. You know, that Washington state's going to do everything they can to shut him down. So that leaves a whole bunch of wide receivers open, you know, and, may, and maybe we see some more from, from some of the, the, uh, the guys outside of, of Devon, you know, maybe we see more from JD and, and Makai yeah. and money because Washington state probably isn't game planning for them as much. Um, so for me, I think the wide receivers are going to have a ton of opportunity, and if they can deliver, I think Utah, you know, walks away with with uh, the
0: with W. I totally agree, and I think one other essential element for this Utah team to walk away with the W is the performance of the O block. And as I mentioned, a lot of positive last week versus USC, but at the same time, there were a number of times where Cam still had to make a throw under duress. Also, a lot of times you face second and nine third and seven because you're struggling to run the ball. And as it pertains to this game this week, I think we will continue to see steps in the right direction, but I don't think we'll be coming away from it being like blown away by the running game production. As I mentioned, I think there's a chance we are, but I just feel like we're going to see, we're going to continue to see some of those missed assignments and some of those things will continue to pop up. And the biggest reason for that being, because this is a talented Washington state front seven. So I think they're going to make some plays. I also think cam gets dropped at least once this game. I think it's a little different than the USC game where I don't, I think he's not, it's not as on his mind. Like it's not, Look, I mentioned this is a really good Cougars pass rush. They don't lead the country in sacks coming in as the Trojans did. So I think maybe it'll be one of those situations where Camp thinks he has a little bit more time than he does, tries to make a play, and ends up getting dropped. But I don't think it's going to be a theme where all game long he's running for his life. I just think we're going to see a sack break through. And even in protection, I think overall, there's a chance they could be even better than they were against SC just giving up a sack because sacks can be such a fluky stat. That's why Brian Brown always comes on the show and talks so much about pressures in this one. So I expect a positive step in the right direction From the O block, with, like I said, I think some of the running backs will have still really good games, but I don't think we'll be talking about after this, like, man, that 2021 Utah running game is back. That won't be the story, but we'll be encouraged.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, I just see eye to eye with you on this one. I think it's pretty easy to see, you know, or predict, you know, what we're going to see on Thursday. Uh, And I do think, I I agree. I think maybe Cam gets dropped a time or two. I just think. I think the linebacker situation um, in Washington state is better than USC. And I think that's what we're going to see. That's what we're going to see. I think, you know, they're going to bring those guys on, on some blitzes. And um, I think we're going to see cam dropped by the linebackers. I, I'm not, I'm not overly impressed um, with their defensive line, but the linebackers, I think they might have, you know, one of the best guys uh, in the conference. Yeah. Um, and so, to me, that's that's where you know the O line's got to make the emphasis is you know pay, and and you know if the running backs drop back um, to block, you know mark those linebackers. Yeah. Um, on on the on the flip side, Utah defensively, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, to mm-hmm. me, I think we know the identity of this defense, and I think they're just okay. Um, lot of young guys, uh, a lot of first-year starters, especially across the front seven, um, and that makes it tough. I mean, we saw against USC, Caleb Williams had all day long to throw in that first half. You know, they had to bring six and seven guys in the second half, and we're just betting on the secondary who is more experienced in you know getting stops and denying um, big pass plays, like we saw in that final drive. So, to me, I think we're going to see that again because to you know Washington State's offense is very similar. A lot of the guys the other day were. were comparing Ward to Caleb Williams. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they they pass a lot. I think they're almost at, you know, I think they've got almost 2,000 yards. Uh, yeah, 1,962 yards uh, offensively through the air. So I think you're going to see a similar scheme um, against the Cougars as we did against the Trojans where Utah just bets on their secondary. They bring up, you know, a couple extra guys um, to pressure Ward. And secondary is going to need to step up. Arjun Hubert probably in for another big game. Uh, yeah. Clark Phillips. I don't know if we're going to see another pick six, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if you see another interception. Um, and I'd like to see some more from Cole Bishop, you know, not that, yeah. not that I think he's been bad, but I think he's just been in a tough situation. Yeah. I, I, I was really impressed through the first few games. I think yep. guys have, I think teams are just, you know, plain simple been avoiding him sure. um, just because explosive he is. So, but you know, to me, if Utah's going to win this game, You know, uh, if they're going to have success defensively, I think we see a similar scheme that we did, you know, 10 days ago.
0: I totally agree. And also before I jump into the defensive side, when you talk about Henley as well as Mugoa, I mean, those guys on the season, just talk about that sack production and what they've done. I mean, Henley, it's oh, 60 tackles on the season and Mugoa as well, 33. But when you combine those guys also in their sack production, that's six and a half sacks between two linebackers. Those are the kind of Devin Lloyd type numbers we saw last season as well. So you know their linebackers can get after it. And it's a big thing for this Utah offensive line that struggled to reach the second level. I'm going to talk about the defenders that I think are in for a big game in a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start for betting info this season find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth analysis every game as always bet online always has you guys covered for the biggest games each week. You guys know when Bet Online as well. You have an opportunity to cash in on, and I mentioned NBA, MLB playoffs, of course, also underway. And of course, college football, NFL. It's so great every Saturday and Sunday just to be able to sit back and why not get a little bit more invested in the action and head over to betonline.com. At betonline, where the game starts. So, Cole, coming back into this one for Utah. You just talked about the defenders. You think we're in for a big game as well. I don't think this is the game we see the defensive line fixed. I think we'll see, similar to the offensive line, I think at least we'll see a couple pressures this game where we're like encouraged, once again, steps in the right direction. Because that's what happens with young units as the season wears on. It's why guys like Junior Tafuna and Van Fillinger a year ago played their best football in November and then kind of in those December games as well, is because they got so much better as the year goes on. I think that applies for guys like... Connor O'Toole, even guys like Vanden Jr. again, who have kind of been a little bit short of expectations. I know I personally was a little too high on their sack production this year, but I do expect those guys to have better games this time around. I think the linebackers also, once again, take some steps in the right direction, but Utah will still probably give up a couple of big runs because Diabate is going to overpursue a time or two as well, or just someone missing a tackle. So it's going to be interesting to see. But the big thing we've been talking about is Cam Ward versus this Utah secondary. And it's a matchup I think this Utah secondary is going to win. And you talked about Cole Bishop. One guy I think is going to get his first interception of the season is JT Broughton. I think when you look at JT Broughton, he's been playing a good coverage in a lot of situations. And he's been beat a couple times, but also against teams like USC. I mean, it is so hard to hold up on the back end when you have eight seconds like just trying to react and keep moving when a receiver goes off plays and just keep track of them every single time. It just gets so difficult the longer a play goes on. And I think that's what guys like Broughton, Phillips, all these dudes on the back end, Hubert, ended up facing. So I think Broughton's going to come away with one. Of course, I wouldn't be surprised for Clark to come away with one. We know what he is. He's absolutely incredible, phenomenal, all the words you want to use as well. And yeah, Cole or RJ getting one also would be really nice touch as well. I do think the defense will make some nice plays in this one. They're not going to give up as many points as they gave to the Trojans as well. And I do think they'll be able to hold this Washington State team under 20. Now, do they get to 28 even late in the game? Potentially, but I don't see them going over 30 in this one. And how do you see that, Cole?
1: Yeah, if you look at the uh, points per game that they've both posted and and allowed um, Washington State's posting roughly 24 points per game and allowing 20. So for me, the magic number is if Utah can get up to about 28, 30 points, um, they're going to win this football game. Um, I, I, just, I don't think that Washington state is, you know, they're not as good as USC. So no. I don't think you're going to see the shootout that's, you know, up in the forties, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see a 35, 25, uh, you know, 35, 20, sorry, 35, 24, um, situation football game, you know, 35, 21, something like that, um, would be my expectation. And, um, you know, something that that, that that kind of came to mind as you were talking about the defensive line really quick, and then one yeah. thing on the secondary is, I I think, I mean, obviously Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell are guys that you miss a lot, but I think for sure. it, specifically for the defensive line, Hawati Pututao and Mika Tafua a just – just so much veteran knowledge and leadership that made it easier for guys like Junior and Van to do their jobs, whereas this year those guys were replaced by first-year starters in Jonah Ellis, Connor O'Toole, Mickey Simitraga. For me, it's frustrating to not see Gabe Reed in there more. That guy, I think he's yeah. been the best defensive lineman, um, mm-hmm. you know, all season long that's for whatever reason. He's getting a lot of reps, but I'm like, why are you not starting this guy? You know, and maybe that's there's you know there's strategy to it. There's things I don't know about,
0: but I definitely were saying
1: to me, Gabe has been the best, and and he has that veteran. So, anyways, that that's kind of why I feel like the defensive line struggled is you lost a lot of veteran leadership. You lost the you know the veteran linebackers behind you, and that that plays an impact. It's a lot of first year starters, even though they're sophomores, you know. Joan Ellis wasn't starting a year ago. Connor O'Toole wasn't starting a year ago. Mickey Suguturaga wasn't starting a year ago. So that makes a pretty big uh, impact. Going back to the secondary, um, I don't know what's necessarily going to happen against Washington State, but I think very soon we're going to see an interception by Zemaya Vaughn. This oh, dude yes. – he is exactly as advertised one of know. the low
0: key MVPs against Oregon state for a couple of the plays he made chasing down I, that long touchdown and then the deflection yes. as well. So, so I, and
1: like, I think, I think last week against USC, I can't remember if it was the, the second to last USC, the third yeah, to last USC sure. drive where they didn't score. They like punted yeah. or the last one, but he had a pretty big stop and he just kind of posed yeah. and uh, he's as advertised, right. you know, people, people have said, you know, this guy's on the team. We're talking him up all, you know, um, fall camp you know he's a he's a dark horse you know people people, you know he's going to produce and people aren't going to know who he is and he's going to make stops and I I'm really excited for the future I think he's just a sophomore um I could be wrong but uh he's he's great and I think I think one of these games down the stretch here we're going to see an interception because and it might be on Thursday you know because he's still kind of under under the radar guy you know you just like Dalton Kincaid is signed 15 times in red Sharpie. Clark Phillips has signed 15 times in red Sharpie on defense, you know, Jay, and RJ Huber is as well. And, and so, yeah, I I would like to say maybe we get a Broughton or, or a Vaughn pick this week, just because Cam Ward might try to attack, you know, that side, of the, that side of the field.
0: I think it's something all Utah fans would love to see. Cole, something Utah fans would also love to see is a win. And, as it pertained, I'm going to hold off on my prediction till tomorrow's show, but what is your final prediction for this one? Are the Utes going to get a win? That's a long pause, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so tough. You know, like, it,
1: there's so many factors. I mean, I think there's Washington State's underrated, I think they're a good team. To me, they're. I, mean, I know that's like not, not as good
0: as they were gonna be. We thought they were gonna be, but to still go into Camp Randall and win is incredibly hard. If you guys have never been to that environment before, which I'll be honest, I haven't been since I was three years old, so it's not like I remember it. <laughs> but you guys should definitely go and check a game out there sometime. An ext- incredibly hard place to create, and all the credit in the world to the Cougars for getting that done. So definitely agree.
1: There's a lot of factors. You know, yeah. you both teams are coming off a bye week. Um Utah's coming off a big emotional victory over USC. They you know. Uh, it is in Pullman. Washington State would love nothing more than to beat Utah. You know, this would – you know, outside of beating Washington, this might be, you know, if they were to beat Utah, that would be the second biggest victory. Monumental. Um, so, just because they've been so close so many times over the last few years. You know, this game has been – you know, they in 2020, it was what? You know, 38-7, something crazy like that. And then yeah. Utah – Utah, you know, scores like thirty-eight unanswered or something. I know, yeah. And um, you know, last year it's comes down to the last drive, and, and Clark Phillips gets a, a pick six to seal it. So, I think it's going to be very close. I'm calling uh, one possession, maybe, um, maybe two. Okay, it's going to be. I think it's going to be tight. Like I said, I think you know, thirty-five. Thirty-five twenty-four, thirty-five twenty-seven, somewhere in that range, and yeah, you because know, I think Washington State wants this one, and not that not that they're a dark horse contender to win the pack, but to me, they're kind of the dark yeah. horse team of the conference. This is to yeah. me, this is the team should beat Oregon, right? They should have beat Oregon. They they were close with USC. Like this is this is the team that you don't want to face on your schedule, not because they're going to win the conference, but because th- this could be the trap game that you drop. Exactly. Uh Like, I want to say that Utah is going to win, but I'm not 100% confident. Like, it's – I think it can go either way. I think it's going to
0: be – I'm just going to – that's what I'm going to say.
1: It can go either way, and to me, it's a 7- to 10-point game. I'll leave it at that.
0: I love that. that's where the line is as well as this game is at 7 evenly as well. So, hey, Cole's really intrigued by it. Make sure you guys tune in for the game on Thursday. It's going to be incredible. Also, make sure you check out Locked on Utes tomorrow. As we, I'll give my game prediction and break down a couple more of the exciting aspects of this game as well. Make sure you guys head over to at BagleyCole underscore. Give him a follow on Twitter as well as check out all the great content he has coming out at Fan FanNationAllUtes. Cole, always appreciate you joining us, my friend. Also, if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, we want to thank you for making Locked on News your first listen, of course. But for your next listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions from the biggest games, recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes, but we'll see you tomorrow.